Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible x gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. morning White Sox fans. This is the Sox Machine's White Sox wake-up call for Thursday, June 14th. I'm Josh Nelson. The Chicago White Sox are playing a lot better since starting a franchise worst 9-27. Entering the game, they were 7-5 in June and 14-16 in their past 30 games. It wasn't going to be easy facing Indian starting pitcher Trevor Bauer, who had struck out 10-plus batters in his three previous starts as he begins to build a dark horse AL Cy Young case. Luckily for the White Sox, they had Dylan Covey on the mound, looking to outpitch Bauer after beating Chris Sale in his last start. After four scoreless innings, the game just had a feel to it that the White Sox weren't going to have many opportunities to score off Bauer any chance, and they would need to capitalize on it. Well, in the fifth inning, Bauer walked Tim Anderson to start things off, and that was problematic for the Indians. Bauer's slow delivery, paired with Roberto Perez's inaccurate arm, made it a perfect time for Anderson to swipe his 14th bag. Sure enough, Anderson made a go-forward to second base, with Charlie Tilson batting, who wisely pulled back his bunt attempt, and Perez's throw airmailed to center field. Anderson scooted over to third base, and the White Sox were in business. Instead of laying down a safety squeeze attempt, Tilson made other plans by pulling Bowers' changeup down the right field line for an RBI triple, his first triple of his career, and now the White Sox were in great shape to put up a crooked number. After Adam Ingles struck out, it was up to Trace Thompson. Batting 122, hard to count on Thompson to get the ball in play, but he was able to get enough on Bauer's curve to bunt it just far enough away from home to allow Tilson to sprint home. The safety squeeze worked, and now the White Sox were up 2 to nothing. They would add in another run after Jose Abreu's 
Daily Double gave an RBI opportunity to Kevin Smith in the sixth inning. Laying off Bowers' breaking pitches, Smith was able to hit a line drive single to right field. Abreu made a great slide to the front of home plate just in time under Melky Cabrera's throw, and the White Sox had a 3-0 lead after six innings. Meanwhile, Dylan Covey just kept plugging away. Cleveland couldn't do much damage against Covey's sinker as they did rack up 10 hits, but they were all singles. Things got a bit dicey in the eighth inning. After Francisco Lindor singled, Michael Brantley also singled to right field. But instead of making the throw to second base, keeping the double play alive, Thompson threw to third base that had no shot of getting Lindor out. Brantley moved up to second base and it put the White Sox in hot water with Jose Ramirez at the plate. That's when Renteria decided to call for the bullpen and it was up to Jace Fry to get out of the jam. On his first pitch, Ramirez hit a sharp grounder to Yomer Sanchez, who did a nice job of keeping Lindor at third base and threw out Ramirez for the first out. Now, if Thompson had made the throw to second on Brantley's single, this play could have been a double play, but alas, the Indians still had runners on second and third with one out. Edwin Encarnacion was next, and he didn't miss, hitting a line drive single to left field, scoring Lindor and moving Brantley to third, now there were runners on the corners, and the game was 3-1 to one with one out. Raja Davis lifted Encarnacion as a pinch runner, and that's key because Yonder Alonso hit a double down the right field line, and somehow Davis lost track of where the ball was rounding second, and instead of scoring the tying run, he was held up at third base. Now a 3-2 game with runners on second and third with one out. If this game were in April or May, you know how this story ends. The rally continues, Cleveland gets a big inning, and the White Sox lose a tough one. But this is June, and instead of breaking down, Jace Fry struck out Melky Cabrera and then ended the threat by striking out Jason Kipnis, and the White Sox kept the lead 3-2 after 8. In the ninth inning, it wasn't smooth as closer Joaquin Soria had runners on first and second with one out, but he got Michael Brantley to hit a grounder to Yohan Mankata, who stepped on second base and made the strong throw in time to first for the game-ending 4-3 double play. There were a lot of highlights in this game, including two double plays turned by Jose Abreu, one a 3-6 type, and the rare 3-5 when he quickly took a Greg Allen grounder touched first and threw a rocket to third base to nail Jason Kipnis, who was trying to advance the third on the play. The White Sox turned three double plays, which was helpful when Cleveland racked up 14 hits for the evening, but they only scored two runs. Covey ended his night going seven innings, allowing 10 hits, which is a lot, but only two runs, no walks, great sign, and five strikeouts. His season ERA is now 2.29. And Joaquim Soria has 10 saves on the season. Keep building that trade value, Joaquim. Today's game starts at 1.10 p.m. Central Time with the Cleveland Indians starting pitcher Mike Clevenger on the mound who only allowed one run in six innings in his last start against the White Sox. He'll be facing Carlos Rodon making his second start of 2018 but his first home start. Rodon has been quite successful against the Indians in his career. He is 4-1 with a 2.34 ERA against the Tribe. Hopefully, the defense plays well behind him, as that was problematic in Boston this past weekend. You can watch the game on NBC Sports Chicago or listen to it on the radio on 720 WGN. 
Down in the minors, the Charlotte Knights beat the Durham Bulls one to nothing. Starting pitcher Don Roach improved to seven and two on the season by throwing seven scoreless innings, only allowing five hits, one walk, striking out nine. His season ERA is two point nine six. Outfielder Jacob May drove in the lone run of the ball game, and the Knights are now twenty nine and thirty five. In Birmingham, well, look out as Chattanooga put a whooping on the Barons. 14 to 4. Andy Wilkins. Yes, that Andy Wilkins hit two home runs and drove in six RBI. Zach Collins was 0 for 2 with an RBI in the game. Aloy Jimenez was 0 for 4. And Subby Zavala was 1 for 4 with a double. The Barons are now 30 and 35. Winston Salem is 39 and 27 on the year with a 3 to 2 win over the Cubs affiliate Myrtle Beach. Starting pitcher Tanner Banks tossed seven innings, only allowing two runs. Alex Call had an RBI triple, and Joel Booker had two doubles to lead the way offensively. The Dash have now won six games in a row and hold a two-and-a-half game lead over the Booze Creek Astros for the first half title. The magic number is just two games to clinch the division. Around Major League Baseball, the Milwaukee Brewers shut out the Chicago Cubs for the second consecutive game, winning one to nothing. The Brewers are 41 and 27, holding the lead in the National League Central, while the Cubs dropped to 38 and 27. Mike Soroka had a no-hitter going into the seventh inning as he outdueled Mets starting pitcher Jacob Degrom as the Atlanta Braves won two to nothing. The Braves are now 39 and 28, while the Mets continue to fall as they are 28 and 36 on the season. Tampa Bay beat Toronto one to nothing. The Rays are 32 and 35, and the Blue Jays continue to tumble as they are now 30 and 38 on the season. How about some offense? Boston beat Baltimore five to one thanks to home runs from Mookie Betts and JD Martinez. The Red Sox are 47 and 22, and Baltimore is 19 and 48. Pittsburgh edged Arizona 5-4. The Pirates are 33-35, while Arizona continues to lead the National League West with a 37-30 record. Mitch Hanniger walked it off for Seattle as the Mariners are now 20 games above 500. They are 44 and 24 as they beat Anaheim 8 to 6. The Angels are now 37 and 32 in 2018. The Colorado Rockies jumped all over the Philadelphia Phillies early to a 7-2 win. Juan Soto hit two home runs in the Bronx as he was the first 19-year-old to do it since Ken Griffey Jr. As the Nationals beat the Yankees 5-4, and the Minnesota Twins bullpen collapsed, allowing four runs in the bottom of the eighth inning, as the Detroit Tigers win 5-2. The Tigers now have a sort of firm grip on second place in the American League Central, as their record is 32-37, and and the Twins are 29-35. and That will do it for today's White Sox wake-up call. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at SoxMachine for our latest content regarding the Chicago White Sox. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and the Google Play Music Stores and help support the show by signing up to be a friend of the podcast at patreon.com slash SoxMachine. Jim Margulis and I will join you guys later today for Sox Machine Live. Thanks for listening to this edition of White Sox Wake Up Call. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Josh Nelson. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible X by gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. 
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.